Father, thank you for Paul. Thank you for being with him in this preparation. I ask that you'd speak clearly through Paul, that we might understand your calling to us tonight. Who knew a right spirit in each of us, we ask. Amen. 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 Over to you, Paul. Thank you very much. Am I yes, on? Yes, 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 you're fine. Good. Yep. good. Hallelujah. It's a long way out. Good evening, everybody. Um, if you haven't been here for the last three Sunday evenings, you will find that we are going through a series, um, and that is based on John Otterberg's book, um, The Me I Want to Be Becoming God's Best Version of You. Interesting book. Good to read and a lot of work to do, but there is a workbook and a DVD. So if you're interested in going through the whole book and following it yourself, then it's an exciting opportunity to look at this stuff, which is great. So I'm going to put it away and hang on to just one piece of book that I am going to look at. Last couple of weeks ago, first of all, Harry covered... A section on discovering the spirit. Discovering the spirit. That's quite important for tonight. And where he's leading here is to flourish, to live your full potential. To flourish in the Holy Spirit, to live your full potential. Very important. And it is something that we need to take hold of. Then Peter last week was looking at renewing my mind. And what we do need all the time is a renewal of our mind. Train the pattern of your thoughts to be to be towards God. So this is what this guy has written, renewing your mind and discovering the spirit so that you can flourish and to your full potential. Now, when I was looking at um, preparing my section, it was looking at um, redeeming my time. But the interesting thing that caught my imagination and my time was his definition on signature sin. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? We talk about sin talk about signature sin and it caught my imagination so what I did was you know like a good scientist if you invented something you tend to inject yourself and see whether it works or not so I thought what I'm going to do is try this on me and I can always, I can tell you and I'm satisfied that all is well with my soul so we'll be singing that at the end all is well with my soul but it was very fascinating and very interesting and I think there is something here that each one of us can get hold of and apply daily in our lives and I tell you why I find this fascinating is because when he introduced the word signature it absolutely is you, signature, my signature unique to me and my sin is unique to me so what he says here and I'm reading it from, from, from the book, he says, the pattern of our sin is related to the pattern of our own gifts, our own strengths, and our own gifts. Now that is unique, so hold that thought, 
and we'll move forward. And so I worked through a few things for myself and I thought it would be good to share with you what I've looked at. What he's saying is that we must grow in self-awareness to keep in the flow of the Spirit. Now, isn't it something that we all want? That we have a lifestyle that continuously is in the flow of the Spirit. And what John is trying to get us to is a point where he says, be aware of yourself. And he introduces the concept of sin being the signature sin. Now, sin is quite complex. And there's a lot of ambiguity around sin. And if you were to look at literature from pre-19th century, it was all sin connected with your soul, and you could read Augustine and his work, and you could get all of those good writers, and they will explain to you about sin, and we can get a very good understanding of sin. Come the 19th century, sin's definition shifted a little bit, didn't it? Divorce. If you were divorced and you were in church, sin. If you drank alcohol, sin. I mean, the Southern Baptists still in the U.S. wouldn't touch a drink because it's sinful. So, you know, the definition of sin has been changing over a period of time. And now in our days, if somebody is sinning, so, oh, chocolate, that's my sin. You know, naughty but nice, you know, those kind of things. Sin has become a joke. So we really need to get an understanding of what sin is. But before we can do, and before we can start looking at the signature sin, I think there is an important need to have a framework put in place. So I put this framework before you, which I put before myself. Before we start looking at our signature sin and ourselves, the framework needs to be in place. And the most important thing that I had to underline and put in front of me was no condemnation. The starting point in this exercise for me was no condemnation. So I'm actually quite free to be able to examine, become aware of myself and find out where this signature sin is sitting. No condemnation. But the next bit in the framework is there will be conviction. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict you of your sin. So to flow in the Spirit, there is the need for the Holy Spirit to convict. But then the next part of the framework that I put down for myself was change. No condemnation. There's a C, condemnation. There's the other C, C is uh, uh, conviction. And the third C is change. I need to change. Because I want to remain in the flow of the Holy Spirit. You know what? You know, it's easier to talk about sin when you talk about signature sin because it is, it is quite neatly packaged. Because I want to enjoy the love, joy, and peace that God has promised. I want to stay there. I want to be in that. And I'm going to enjoy that as I go along, because as John said, and he, he, he uses an analogy which is very interesting. He says, you know what you do? You've got a car, you take it for servicing, and you make sure that if there are any faults anywhere, you get them fixed. So it's like going for your MOT. 
You don't go and take the cart to the garage and turn around and say, oh, that's what, throw it away, get rid of it, don't want it, go and get a new. No, life is not like that. And you will continually have to take your Christian life for service so that you continually look at the things that are not good or the things that are particularly special to you that need fixing. So it's a kind of an MOT. So what he is saying is that the important thing to remember is no condemnation, so don't get too worried about that, but there will be conviction and there needs to be change. But then the next thing he goes on and talks about, which I also encourage all of us to do, is that we do need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, if I want to look at my face in the morning, my own eye can't see my face until I put a mirror in front of it. But if I stood, and like I'm standing in front of you, you all can see my own face, and I can't. You probably could count all the different wrinkles on my face, and you could see the mole on my face. And so people around me know exactly what I'm like. They know my strengths. They know my weaknesses. They know my good spots and bad spots and all kinds of things. So we do need the Lord Holy Spirit in our lives to help us. Because I can see the speck in your eye, but how about that log in mine? I can't. I just can't do that. Physically impossible. Visually impossible. You can never look at your face. I mean, you know, jokingly I said, not even jokingly, but half jokingly I said to my daughter who was visiting, and I said, Anika, there's something that, I, you know, is beginning to worry me because I've noticed that my eyebrows are getting smaller. Do you think I have hypothyroidism? Just no, Dad, you know, that is called aging. You're aging. You're getting old, so forget it, you know. So there we are. You know, we get worried about little things, but somebody who's been studying my face since she was my baby can look at my face and say, no, your eyes have changed and your skull has changed, and, you know. But I couldn't see that. I still think I've got a full hair of hair. A uh, head of hair, completely. But you're looking at me and saying, poor, it's okay. You know, calm down, you haven't. Get real about this. But, you know, what he was leading to was the fact that we need the Holy Spirit in our life. So where do we go from this, this, this signature sin? And what he's talking about and he's saying is that it is based, your signature sin is based on a certain pattern. That means it's repetitive. Pattern is repeated, isn't it? Repetitive. It's based on your relationships. Interesting, isn't it? You're defined by the company you keep. Have you heard about something like that in the past? That, you know, it's the company you keep. So it is relationships. Then there are the temptations in our life. But more importantly, he says, the strengths and the gifts in your life are also part of your signature sin. And then the choices you make your preferences. So if you're looking at the basis on which this signature sin kind of thing is based on, is you're looking at certain patterns, relationships, temp uh, temptations, gifts, and your preferences, your choices you make. What are the observations about this signature sin? What he says, which I found very interesting about it, it is just like your fingerprint, unique to you. Nobody else. My signature sin is just like my 
fingerprints. Totally unique to me. There is a profile around this, and you could actually build that profile. And I tell you what, I went through that myself, and I actually could see what he was talking about in my own life. Profile. And those who are very close to you have got a view. So what he leads on to, and we'll talk about it in a minute, is that get those people and ask them. Ask them. They might be able to help you. But he does it in a, in a good way and, and, and not to be frightened of, because I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, what's my sins and can you make a list? No, he doesn't do that. But it's also based on your likes more than your dislikes. You know, you wouldn't find me pumping myself with heroin because I hate the stuff. So there are certain things you dislike completely and you're never going to go there. So forget that bit, but there's, in your likes is where your sins come through, that signature scene based on your likes. So it's like your fingerprints, a profile, you can build on that one, and the likes and the dislikes. But what he wants you to be able to do is that you remain in the flow of the Spirit. And let me read you some of the things that he's, he's looked at. He says... A peacemaker. So if you define yourself as a peacemaker, you have certain strengths. A peacemaker strength has a natural ability to listen well and give wise counsel, has an easygoing, low-maintenance relationship style. Of course we are all peacemakers, and you know, that we could identify with that. But then he says the weakness, and this is how you build your profile has a tendency to smooth things over and avoid conflict and is, is passive. He says, that is a weakness. And he gives the example of Abraham. Now let's look at another one. He says, a server. Strength. Live out, li- lives out love in action. Has a nat- nat- natural otherness, other-centeredness that makes people feel cared for. But what are the weaknesses, he says, and how do you see that and bring it into your own life? Is Can you use giving to manipulate others? Now that's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm a carer, I'm, I'm a server. I want people to feel great, but I could use that at, to manipulate others. Sometimes mistakes, uh, servanthood with fear of low esteem. Now, can you see where he's getting at, step by step? Now, let's take another one, a thinker. An example he gives of a thinker is like Paul. Is a discoverer, inventor, lover of logic, holds a passion for truth, even when it is costly. Weakness, having conviction of being right, can lead to arrogance. Interesting, isn't it? can be tempted to withdraw from relationships and love. Apostle Paul, who loved to study, reason, explore, and teach. So he goes through a list of things and then starts building a profile, a profile of yourself, and then starts looking at the kind of sins that come through signature sins. Interesting, isn't it? So what do we need to do? And there is a little exercise we could pull together, which I did for myself. 
The best thing you can do is take a piece of paper and look at your gifts and your strengths. That will give you a profile of yourself. Then get a group of people to agree that list for you. Turn around and say, okay, do you agree or do you see these are my gifts and these are my strengths? But you know, if I asked my wife, she'd say, yeah, you're really good at that, but you know, when you've done something, you really want total gratitude all the time, and you want to be thanked 20 million times, and then you know, when you've done this, you're so grumpy, you know, you could build that profile yourself. And then he goes on to say is, then put a plan together to deal with it, because this is in Christ, there is no condemnation. What will happen is, the flow of the Spirit in your life will be fantastic. And I tell you what, I did that last week, and I genuinely started tweaking little bits and pieces. So what has happened here is that I've looked at things in my life in bite sizes and started tweaking based on my gifts and my strengths. Because within that framework is where I make my mistakes. I mean, I go to work and I can tell you, half my staff will tell you, uh, you know, a great guy, innovator, who'll come and do this. But they also are terrified and say, okay, he's going to just fly off the handle. If this happens, he'll be out. So they know my profile more than I do because they look at me all the time and they will be able to help me build my profile. So he says, and which I've built together for myself because I know you're not going to buy that DVD and I know you're not going to buy that book, but I think what you can take away is an idea of how do I sort of build a picture, this signature picture. Start with my strengths, my weaknesses, or even not the weaknesses, but my gifts, ask other people, and then start working through that. You know, the, the little, and I know we were talking about briefly, the little stories, embellishing my stories a little bit because, because I want to big myself up a little bit in front. You know, all those little things, a unique way of dealing with them, signature sin, bite sizes, how can we take it forward? Now, let me tell you a little story, which is a Bible-based story about King David. 2 Samuel 12. What has happened? Nathan goes to David. And what has David done? David and Bathsheba has had a relationship, and they've had a child, and David has committed a sin, but he just cannot see it. Just cannot see it. So Nathan, the prophet, goes to David and says, David, I've got a story to tell you. Tell me what you think of this story. There was this guy who was quite rich, and he had 100 sheep, and there was this poor guy who had one sheep. And what happened was the rich guy who had 100 sheep had a friend come along. So what he did was he took the poor guy's one sheep, killed it, and put a banquet for his friend. The long and the short, David got really angry. He said, how could he? This is wrong. This is not good enough. You know, the king got angry. And Nathan turned around and said, but king, it is you. That's what you've done. Nathan could see it. The nation could see it. Everybody else could see it. But could King David see it? Of course not. And when he'd done that, David then turned around and said, 
I have sinned. So dealing with sin, quite a great book, little chapter, caught my imagination, and I think I'm going to put that in practice myself. Signature sin. So I'm looking at my strengths, and within my strengths is the opportunity to tweak little things and put them right. So moving forward, I know you've got a fantastic opportunity to go through the rest of this book, but the me I want to be becoming God's best version of you. I want to be God's best version of you. I want the flow of the Holy Spirit in my life. So if these little things need tweaking, I can do that. Because my starting point is no condemnation. Conviction, yes. And what it requires is change. So tweaking those little things. Great book, but um, yeah, I'll finish here. Shall we pray? And when we listen to this song, it is all well with my soul. Because in Christ, that's our beginning and end. And I'm just going to say this very briefly, but also during this week, what I discovered, or rediscovered, was the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I really felt the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I felt sanctified, lifted up, redeemed, and restored. Even when I was tweaking little bit things in my life, that blood of Christ, that cleansed me and put me right. Let us pray, and then we'll listen to this song. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to share the word from this book. Lord, help us. We do need the power of the Holy Spirit. So I pray, Lord Holy Spirit, come. Come into our lives. Fill us afresh so that we can tweak those little bits and that I can flow in the power of the Holy Spirit all the time. I want to remain in the power of the Holy Spirit so that I continuously experience love joy and peace. This is what we pray for, that each one of us know that love, joy and peace in our lives. For we ask this in Christ's precious name. Amen.